The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And Lisa and Tina are here. Hey, everybody. Hey. Lisa Brown and Tina Canfield. Joe Pakovitz is back. Hello, hello. And Renee Clark is here. Hello. So it's as many people as can fit in this room because Avengers Endgame is out. Yay! Yay! And <laughs> Followed by sobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Stephen, you've seen it three times. Yes, sir. Lisa, you've seen it three times. Three times. Tina, you've seen twice. it twice. And Joe, Renee, and myself have all seen it once. One. Now, to Lisa and Stephen, are you resentful now that you're not sitting in a theater watching it at this very moment? No, I think I needed the uh, I planned for the this. break. Yeah, <laughs> this is planned very much in advance. Yeah, I don't know how you did it. You, uh, you came with us, Stephen, yeah. uh, Sunday the first time, which was your third time. Yeah. And... This movie was so overwhelming. I'm like, I don't know how you could do this to yourself every day. Yeah. I don't I don't know how you go and see it with someone who hasn't seen it. Because once I knew what was coming, it was very hard for me to keep it together. Oh. I didn't look at him. Tina has no poker face. I didn't. I don't. I, know. I don't. I have yeah. negative poker Tina, face. Tina, you're all about emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you were sitting there kind of, not in judgment, but just kind of in anticipation to see how people were responding. You yeah. Know, like, okay, what are people going to do this time? I yeah. think there's so much going on in the movie. Uh, I never took a time during any of the viewings to look and be like, how's everyone else reacting to this? Because it's like, you're like overwhelmed. Yeah, that first uh, yeah. time, the first time you sit there, there's no chance to relax. The pacing is incredible. That three hours is a roller coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. of it's, emotions. Well, every time there were a few times that like my jaw opened. By there were times I was crying. There were times yeah. I was gasping. And then I looked over at you, and you didn't have a big reaction. I was like, he knew this was gonna happen. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. <laughs> he knows. He knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, you were Doctor Strange. I was yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, this is going to be very spoilery. We didn't make that yes, very, announcement very yet, spoilery. but and assume th- there's no way to talk about this without spoilers. This movie is also one of the most spoilerific movies ever. They did uh, such uh, an amazing job. The trailers show like you the first 10 minutes. And the trailers, and I love that they do this, they just lie to us in trailers now. It's yep. amazing. It's like there's several things in the trailers like... We never see Fat Thor in the trailers. No, right. we never saw him walking in the suit with everybody else. Right, because he was fat. We never see Hulk in the trailer because mm-hmm. that's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in the trailer where Rocket opens the door to Thor's hut, and in the movie, Hulk is leaning into the like in the frame. You can yep. see him. You don't see him in that scene. And then there's a scene where Thor walks out of Thanos' cabin. It's like from the back in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they change the whole background of it to it looks like he's in Wakanda. Because they don't want to spoil that he's at the cabin where Thanos is. It's like they do a lot to like lie to us, which is good. Because then we, I mean, I didn't see Smart Hulk coming. I didn't see Fat Thor coming. I didn't see all that stuff. It's like uh, good on them. 
And whoever, however they keep a tight lip on everything, it's like uh, kudos. By not to, giving the script to everybody was like Tom yeah. Holland, Tom Holland, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was actually me and John were talking about this, and Renee, I think you were there too. Um, I watched Brie Larson on one of the late night shows she was on, and she said in the scene at the end of Captain Marvel where she walks in and says, "Where's Fury?" to the other Avengers. She filmed that. That was one of the first scenes she filmed. She said it was an entirely done in a green screen, and there was no one else in the room with her, and they wouldn't even tell her who was in the room. She's like, well, who am I talking to? They're like, don't worry about it. But there's six people in the room. She's like, well, can you guys put markers of where they're standing? They're like, sure. But they wouldn't tell her who they were. And it's like, the actors have like It was very... actually a Seinfeld reunion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never known. But it's like, I don't think the actors have as much of a clue going into the movies as we do going into the movies, like with the trailers and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. Brie Larson filmed Endgame before she filmed Captain Marvel. Yeah, there was a lot of backlash about her makeup. They were like, she's way more made up in this than her own movie. And they were like, yeah, this is the first thing we, we did. And then right. we tweaked her makeup. Right. right. And they're always like kind of finessing or finagling like the look of a character. So it's like, uh, you know, I don't well, know. Yeah, even though they didn't know some of these key details... No one, uh, no one looked clueless. Like in Star right. Wars, where, yeah, like they were clearly talking to a tennis ball on a street. Yeah, you know, some of those earlier ones. Where I mean, I know um, uh, some of the chatter afterwards was how good the CGI was in this movie, particularly the Hulk. I couldn't. Believe oh my god, how it was good insane. The Hulk look. Yeah, he. I mean, even. Down to the detail of, like, how Mark Ruffalo talks and, like, the shape of, like, his jaw and everything was so... Yeah. It was insane. It was the Hulk, but it was Mark Ruffalo. It was clearly yeah, Mark Ruffalo. You compare that to the Ed Norton movie where it was... There was Ed Norton and there was, like, a Dale Keown Hulk that was animated around. And those two characters had nothing to do with each other. And now this was... I kept forgetting that there was CG on Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Like, it was right. really like, weird. It felt like he was, like, in just Gandalf size, like, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Just perspective. Also, while we're talking about it, can we just say I don't like this merged Hulk? I don't. Oh, no. oh you don't like Smart no. Hulk? No. You don't like Smart no. Hulk? No. I love no. Smart They changed Hulk. his personality. Yeah. No. He's weird now. He's freaking weird. Wait. I feel it's... like sometimes they dumbed him down a little bit, too. And maybe, I, I know that's how Mark Ruffalo plays him. But there were times where I was like, he should be smarter than that if he was Smart Hulk. So it is a different merger. It's just. But it's... I think it's like, so Bruce Banner's one of the smartest dudes in yes. the world. This is Bruce Banner with confidence of the Hulk. Yeah. He's just yeah. super confident. But I, I, miss, I miss angry Hulk. Yeah, well, yeah, I think well, it's some a different point, Hulk. And that, yeah. that he's, came from, he's a totally different character now. That came from Peter David's run in the 90s. That Smart Hulk with the glasses. Was and the tank top. Years, the tank top. Yeah. Ran for years. It was. Uh, <laughs> you guys didn't like him when he's like, they went back to 2012 and he's like, Argh. and he like. <laughs> it was just that so was, weird. Yeah, that, that, con so that contrast, funny. though. Brought out the comedy. That's well, and here's yeah. the thing. I was talking to my, um, we saw me and Lisa saw my brother Michael, and he was like, uh, oh, you know, they made Thor and Hulk like goofy and silly. I'm like, because everything else is so dark in this movie, you need they had to something. lean into the comedy somewhere, and it's like, and they were just I coming off that. Ragnarok, which people, oh love. my god, right. yes, I, yeah. I prefer, I actually like. Thor more yeah. now that they know that he's a funny actor and right. he can do this. And that was all Ghostbusters. The, mm -hmm. the yeah. female mm -hmm. Ghostbusters which people were so upset about. The one thing it gave us was funny Tora, Chris Hemsworth. Funny Chris Hemsworth and then they started doing it in Marvel. Yeah. And then Ragnarok, we were just talking about um, Ragnarok did okay. Like it was uh, when it came out, was that 2016? 20, I mean, it did okay for everybody else, but I watched it on like repeat oh, for like yeah. three yeah, months that's when one it of my came favorite, out. Yeah. So that's the thing. The three movies that came out that year were Guardians 2, 
Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man Homecoming, and they all did okay. None of them were a Black Panther or an Avengers, but it, fe- it seems like Ragnarok has had this extended life, especially it's on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. And, well, they and said they're every time to... you go back, you like it more. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, talking well, to Taika Waititi. He's supposed to be uh, working on the fourth Thor so it's like they're because it did so well. They're talking to this yeah, guy. And, and Hemsworth said, "I want to work with him." Right? Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. want to do another one because I mean, people have been kind of burned by the first two Thors, I believe, especially Dark World. So nobody trusted this Ragnarok at all. I right. think that's one of the reasons it was limited success. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, Thor's also a tougher character to get around. I mean, you get in the comics, you get somebody like Walt Simonson who does a great job. But he, it's not one of those books that's consistently accessible. It's and, like and Fantastic you can't Four. Film it. You can't film the Surtur saga. You just can't do it. Yeah, it's they too did a pretty long. good job in Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, for the limited <laughs> the they, they give yeah. us, um, yeah, it's like they did as good as you are going to get Surtur in the movies. But it's like that, he did that for like three years. It was this huge epic thing. It was crazy. So uh, we're jumping the gun here, but I think it's almost obvious to say, did everyone like it? Yes. 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 I am. I am so excited, and I probably cheered not the loudest, but I cheered very close to the loudest when I found out that Korg survived. Oh yeah. And Lisa God. rolls her eyes very hard. I love them. I love them so hard right now. They're on the floor. That's where my eyes. Korg are. needed to survive. I needed that. My n- body needed that with this horribly like emotional movie. I saw Korg, and I was just like, "Thank God." Well, I think to your point is that uh, the reveals were well done. Everything yeah. was well placed. And uh, it, I, I appreciated that it wasn't like they had to give this person like, look, I'm back. And then everyone had to like have this moment of reaction. It was just like, oh, okay. Even when Captain Marvel showed up, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, looks like there's somebody else that's here. Cool. And it didn't have to be like, oh, and this is her story. You know, it was, it was. Yeah. I will, I will say though, when Spider-Man came back, it was a big deal. That was everybody a long, everybody long cheered. shot on yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed seeing it three times was the reactions of the crowd. And that was the one consistent cheer that happened in all theaters. So last night the crowd was like dead. I was like, are you people alive? Like, do you have a pulse? Um, <laughs> no, I think he's dead. The, no, they were totally dead. Um, so I was kind of noting like when people were cheering, like what's playing well to, to different crowds. And so the first screening on Thursday night was by far the best. But Spider-Man usually got one of the louder um, shouts. And then we were on the south side. So like when Black Panther came back, the first screening, like people went nuts. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah, super he, cool. He and then the second big introduction as well. Yeah. The second screening, we were actually, um, me and my brothers, there was a, a couple of guys in between us because we bought tickets at different times. And there was a guy dressed as Black Panther sitting in between us. <laughs> yeah. And Sounds he's uncomfortable. just. Oh, that was he, awesome. It was awesome. He was just like, it's 9.45 in the morning. He's chomping on a hot dog <laughs> and like a bucket of popcorn. And, and the guy's like, That's this is the- my breakfast. I'm like. That's a good choice. That's actually like, the plot yeah. for Black Panther too. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. This is my movie. breakfast. Yeah. yeah, the biggest. He's nine forty-five. Wakanda for him. Was the uh, I saw it the night Thursday night, and uh, everyone went nuts for Spider-Man Black Panther coming back. And there's the scene where the the, the Thor's hammer gets lifted, but he's being crushed right. by Thanos. Yeah, and then it gets thrown, but you don't know who throws it. And there's this woman like two rows behind me. And she's like, oh, there's two of him. Thinking it was like a time travel thing. I'm like, lady, you have no fucking idea what's about no, to happen. In, in our theater, there was some guy in the front, like in the front row. And he's like, oh, shit. 
Cap's got a hammer. And I think it's that kind of stuff. It's like uh, I don't know for general moviegoers. I don't know if they kind of see that coming, but I think like everyone who's read comics are all kind of like Cap's gonna get that fucking hammer at well, some point. And then it happens, and you're just like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, he has the hammer. It is so I cool. I think the only other thing that had a really big cheer in the first, the Thursday night screening, but didn't get anything yesterday when we saw it again, yeah. was when Captain Marvel gets the gauntlet, oh, and yeah. all of the women come together, and they're like, yeah. oh, she's not going to be alone. Yeah, that's one of our my our theater the first night, which I was super impressed with, they went nuts yeah. cheering, and I was like, you're damn right, yes, these women are going to kick ass. Well, it's cool because it's. Uh, uh, it's like that plays on so many levels because it's like an A Force nod in the comics mm-hmm. where it's like the team yep. of women. But then it's also Marvel being like, oh, you guys thought Wonder Woman was a big deal? Yeah. Here's 20 <laughs> women superheroes we've been building for 10 years. Back, perfect callback to where Scarlet Witch is like, okay, now, you know, you're on your own now. No, she's not. You know? Right. That, that, was, that was great. Yeah, yeah, it hit a lot of emotional uh, beats. And it's like I've heard and read stuff where people, the, they're the same people that complained about Captain Marvel. It's like, she stole that motorcycle. That's so, uh, what's the, this feminist stuff? And it's like, oh, dude, that's a, it's a not a Terminator, you idiot. <laughs> it's like a movie in the 90s. <laughs> also a feminist movie. Right, right. But then uh, now now people are complaining. They're like, oh, they're shoving all this feminist crap down our throats by so having So then don't really? go to the movie, asshole. It, really? Like, we're shoving it down your throat. There was one scene where right. all the girls come together. It was less than 30 seconds. Seconds, yeah. And that was it because Marvel takes off with the gauntlet. Like, they did 30 seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. like everyone just fucking Calm relax. Your tits. Calm well, your tits. Every single yeah. character in this has a moment. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, so all of the females have a collective moment in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but right after that, you have Black Panther like running like like a, a touchdown with the yeah. gauntlet. <laughs> it, yes. was like, it was like watching a rugby match. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> And one of the things I liked about it was within the movie itself, the misdirections really um, kept you guessing. Mm-hmm. Even for those of us who are comics aficionados, and maybe my experience is a little bit different because I saw it in a room full of people who were kind of self-selected as comic book fans. Right. And it surprised there were several surprises in the movie that got all of us. Like, nobody expected it. Like, one thing that you knew was coming was the big, gigantic battle scene where they get everybody because it has to be mm-hmm. Avengers Assemble I actually, I, and they kept faking us out and I'm like well here it is nope here it is nope I actually, I didn't even think we were going to get that because we got it in Infinity War and, well, the, and there was such a focus on the original Avengers sense. that I was like I was like, yeah, we did that in the last movie, and then when it when it happens and it's so big, I, it actually got me at that moment when you start to see the Doctor Strange portals open. I was like, oh yeah, they're all alive now, right? <laughs> well, and that's like, what my, that's what my thought was. Like that would have been the Stan Lee cameo. Like put Stan Lee in his Guardian armor and have him scream Excelsior, then go. Like that's that was the only thing I could think of that would make this movie better. I wanted the Stan Lee cameo to be old Cap. Yeah, <laughs> just, he just shaves his oh, mustache. Yeah. He's wearing Cap is wearing the khaki windbreaker. Which yes, that, just that, like Stan. That Stan was wearing in Age of Ultron. And I thought he was just going to be like, yeah. "That was a good Captain America." <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a shield? <laughs> I got the girl at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but well, so back to uh, when people were cheering. You know, a couple people yeah. were waiting for that, looking for that, and I think because it was uh, Stanley in the seventies. Like, wait, is that him? Wait, that's him, right? Yeah. And he looked like Stanley in the seventies. Yeah. The same yeah. toupee he used yeah. to wear, the big mustache and the glasses. 
All right, well, and touching back to the diversity of the audience, um, so I think the biggest cheer from the from the chair next to me was the twelve year old boy when uh, they were playing <coughs> clearly playing Fortnite. Uh, and, uh, oh, in, right, in right, and the video yes. game. Yeah, so, yeah. He cheered really loud. Uh, it broke Stephen up actually at that moment. So, I was uh, a big, big Fortnite fan. <laughs> Yeah, just a real, it was great to see, real, you know, not, people who were big fans, people who were who had not seen it before, people that were there just to take their kids to it or whatever. Because I did hear more women cheer at that at that girl power moment, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was just it was neat because this does speak to so many different types of people. Yeah, I think the other big cheer was when Captain Marvel took out the big ship in the oh battle. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it was awesome. When and, all all of a sudden yeah. the, the guns shift from pointing to the earth to pointing up, and I was sitting there and I was like, oh, she's coming, she's coming, <laughs> yeah. she's coming. She's coming. <laughs> I was expecting like shield the helicarriers, and then she showed nah. up. I'm like, oh yeah, Captain Duh. Marvel. <laughs> I was like, I felt so stupid. Well, that was the interesting thing <laughs> about Captain Marvel because they built they built her up so much because she was the last movie before Endgame, and they kept saying like, what's going to be different about fighting Thanos now? Oh, now we have Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but she's a glorified cameo. Yeah, she's yeah. I really, I genuinely thought she was going to be in it a lot more than she was, and I'm a little disappointed that she wasn't. Did yeah. and I thought I really but. thought this was going to end with Captain Marvel putting on the Infinity Gauntlet because they built up how powerful she was. They showed that it almost killed Hulk, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, right. well, Cap- and then she's fighting Thanos over it. I'm like, oh, she puts it on and shows just how powerful fine. she yeah. is. Yeah, which have, is not what happens. I have mixed feelings about it because I like that they try to make keep her as powerful as she was established in her film. So like when Thanos like does the headbutt and she doesn't flinch at all, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's good. But then it was like, you know, she gets taken out pretty quickly. She doesn't have a lot of screen time. So it- Michael, our brother, was making a point like whenever they establish a new character, they put so much effort into saying like how powerful they are. And then the next time you see them, see them they kind of downgrade them. Yeah. So his thought was like they did that with Vision. They did that. Who else did he well, mention? the Russos uh, have a very hard time with characters that are very powerful. So if you notice both Hulk and Thor out of Civil War, they're not in the movie. Right. And then, and the theory back then was that Ragnarok was taking place at the same time. Right, Although, that's kind of like their that, way of explaining yeah. it. But then Vision's in Civil War, but he's not in the opening scene where the Avengers go after Crossbones. Right. And during the airport scene, yeah. he does like two things because they don't know how to handle a character that and powerful. He's, he's the only major character not in this at all. There's, I know, and it there is right. no hard. scene of repairing him. There is right. no, mm-hmm. there. Well, when he gets sidelined in Infinity War, they stab yeah. him right away, and then the right. rest of the movie he's weakened. And then so, they then they murder him. At right. The end. Twice. So like, <clears throat> Twice. <laughs> yeah, they gotta really tear your heart out. Crushes his face. Scarlet Witch, though. It did. Like, yeah. Took yeah. everything from me. Right. And that was, I mean, the fire, literal fire in her eyes. I, they, I never really cared about Scarlet Witch before, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I was like, yeah, you go, Scarlet. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of sold down. me on the character because I've always like just not liked her at all. And I was like, okay, she's got some fight. Like, I can get... That what kind of sold me on that character. She's always been one of those characters I never quite understood what her powers were. Well, because she's a woman, and they do that with all female superheroes. You never know what their powers are. She's also supposed to be a mutant, but... She's a mutant. Like, what is Dazzler? She's a witch. She has, like, probability powers. (laughs) But in this, she was, like, telekinetic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, like, it's hard to translate to screen what she's doing. She was Phoenix. Yeah, she was Jean Grey. Yeah. Basically, because they can't have mutants. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, the comics are all over the place with what she can do. So those of you who have seen it multiple times, how did your viewing change from first time? Or what were you <laughs> yeah. looking for the second or third times that you 
weren't quite looking for in the first time. Well, you go I, first, we'll go this Yeah, way. I um, I think it was worse the second time. Um, I, I was able to pick mm. up on things that I missed. Like there's a really funny quote when they're talking about how to get the stones and Thor's up there and he has this like little breakdown. Um, <laughs> and then he, he was like, okay, do you want – I think Tony offers him like food or something, and he's like, "No, I would like a bloody mary." Oh my god! And I lost it, and it was so funny. <laughs> and I, I picked up on little things that you don't notice the first time, but it also emotionally it was so much worse because you know what's coming, you know what's coming at the end, and there's like little scenes leading up to it where you're like, "Oh." God, this is horrible. And then you know when it's going to happen and you know what's going to happen to Tony. And it's just like, it's so much more heart-wrenching. Well, there's such a touchstone of children in this. It opens with Hawkeye's family. Oh my God, I know. And you see more of them than you ever saw in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And then they make it a point to give Tony and Pepper a daughter. I know. And then the probably... The cutest kid in the fucking world. She's freaking world. adorable. Yeah. Where do they find these kids? And then like <laughs> Scott factory. reuniting with Cassie. Oh, the scene where he's like... The scene where it's the monuments of all the fallen and he's just like, not Cassie, not Cassie, not Cassie. Yeah. And he sees his own name. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, but that's all he cared about was, was, oh man, it's working on me now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, but it's, it just made, really it hard. just raised the stakes even more. Yeah. And, and they, and they really did do a job of making the idea of family one of the touchstones of the film. It, the, the word family gets mentioned a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow, I have a family. Now. Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, it says, yeah. like, oh. you know, my whole family, you know. Is gone. It's crazy. And even, like, Tony Stark gets a family and then gets Peter Parker back. There's, like, that yeah. father-son that, that moment. That scene where, where yeah. he comes back through and you can just see it on, like, Tony's face. And it's just, like, seeing that the second time, you're just like, fuck. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this I, is horrible. I think I agree with everything Tina said. The second time was the roughest. Because I was experiencing anticipatory crying. Mm. So I cried like four to five times the first screening. And then still four to five times the second. But it was longer because I started crying before it it happened. I started crying during the battle. Because we know where this is going. And it's not going somewhere fun. Yeah. But I think like a lot of it was the little details I noticed. So I don't remember what film it was in. But um, Black Widow has the necklace that's an arrow. And she'd worn it in a previous movie. And so I noticed it the second time around that she's wearing it when they go to Tony's cabin. And it was on. And I thought, oh, that's a nice touch. Like, I like the little details that continue throughout. Um, And then just, like, enjoying – because it hit me, like, this is the last time I'm going to be in a movie theater where Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Oh, God. And so – And I think we all went in kind of knowing that. There's just been too much talk. And uh, he still looks great, but he looks – older than everybody else now right yeah. the but last I thought couple of movies it's i was like, yeah i guess i was hoping that they'd maintain him on as like a tertiary character where like it was like yeah. yeah and not not actively in the iron man armor but like just as Maybe yeah. like, even like a director of shield but, like yeah. but actually he's kind of been doing that since iron man 3 right for the most part you haven't seen a ton of armor action and it's um the one thing i noticed was after iron man 3 uh, Robert Downey Jr. hurt himself mm-hmm. during the action mm-hmm. because in, remember in that movie they strip him of everything they strip him of like uh, they, he's running around in a hoodie and he hurt his ankle and he was like nearing 50 around that point and basically he's around the age that Hugh Jackman was like this is enough of being Wolverine yeah. and ever since then he's mostly just kind of strolled through in a suit never takes his shirt off 
like mm-hmm. never shows that he he's because he's not working out anymore. Right. And then when the armor comes on, it's total CG. So I think he I think we've already had a few years of that. Yeah. yeah I guess it was just I really was trying to enjoy like Tony as a dad. Those were my yeah. favorite scenes. Like, go to sleep or I'm going to sell all your toys. So yeah. like, ah, I love him. Oh, oh, I've said everything he said. <laughs> I was actually... Uh, everything. I was like, really? You love me 3,000? Yeah. <laughs> I really like the uh, like sick Tony when he's like in the wheelchair and he's like all yeah. scrawny. Oh, yeah. my God. And the yeah. line he says to Captain Marvel. Was that Marvel, CGI? It had yeah, had yeah I think it was the same thing they did with Captain America. every like rib. I mean, it was yeah, cool. I, yeah, but he has that nod to like Captain Mar- or Marvel, and he's like, "You're great, by the way." He's like, "What we need around here is new blood." It's like that idea of like, yeah. we're passing mm-hmm. the torch to this mm-hmm. like next generation of guys. It's like Captain America and him; they're kind of done. It's like, well, I feel like I mean, I I knew that we weren't gonna walk out with the same team that we had going into it, um, but I feel like. I thought it was going to be Cap who died for sure because everyone knew Chris Evans' contract is up and blah, 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 blah. I don't care about Captain America. Um, but I didn't think Tony's death was going to be so horrible as it was. And I also didn't see Black Widow's death coming. That, oh, did not see that, that coming. That kind of Oh, it could have been either part. one of them in that scene. Well, my, my thought was like I never remember which right, which stone is which. So when they yeah. said, oh, you guys are going to do the soul stone, it should have dawned on me that that means one of them well, going to die. Soon, oh, as, yeah. as soon as they said they're going to Vormer, Vormir, I remember sitting in the theater the first time going like, why the fuck are we sending these two to Vormir? We're sending the two Earth people who have no powers whatsoever mm-hmm. to the one place where one of them is for sure going to die. And are connected. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this was horrible. It kind of has to be though because right. you can't send Rhodey and Nebula there because like they don't know each other. Yeah. So right. what's yeah. order you be like, all right, go, off you go, <laughs> robot lady. It's like, you know what I mean? I it's know. like, Nebula would have to take out a piece of her head. Yeah. <laughs> they trusted them with that spaceship like good luck right yeah, <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing he's already flying armor he's a, <laughs> right. he's a pilot I thought for sure it was going to be Cap and Iron Man no, no, going no, to get no, the soul the, the stone earthlings going mm. out of this ship oh and she even has that okay. line she's like it's on autopilot all they have to do is not, not leave the ship out. Yeah, <laughs> not, don't, don't fall out don't fall out because they, they don't know how to fly a spaceship because they're, they're humans I really enjoyed like her one liners like Nebula yeah oh yeah like well, the, there's they, an idiot in the landing zone <laughs> And Scott with the, the poor taco. taco. Yeah. It like blows everything out of his taco and then, and then Smart Hulk gives him two tacos. Yeah. Two tacos. Well, I like Rockets. He's like, all right, who hasn't been to space? And then Brody's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> all right, yeah, I haven't been to space. Big deal. <laughs> you better not throw up in my shit. Yeah. And all the actors nailed it. Like, they yeah. were all yeah. so comfortable in their characters. I mean, we were talking before about who did a really good job. And each one of us had a different actor that we thought really stood out and I think that's because they all did yeah, yeah. they did a good job yeah Tina was just saying how much she loved like sassy war machine <laughs> oh my god he was hysterical like I mean I I, I love Rhodey and Civil War still like uh, oh, kills yeah. me and I just rewatched yeah, Civil, it Civil War 2 oh the movie yeah yeah, yeah where he drops oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's horrid the sound oh. and his face it's a nightmare yeah, cause... but in this film he was freaking hysterical like Everything. he's like, let's choke baby thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just go in back and just... Uh. Yeah, he's First like, of all, horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come on, it's Thanos. <laughs> um, do you, so uh, if anyone's not reading it, but in the current Captain Marvel book, her and Rhodey are dating because they're both yes. United States Air Force. And they've been dating before... <laughs> because they are? Or? No, I think it's like... <laughs> No, that's, right. it's <laughs> that's, that's part of rigs. No, 
what I'm saying is like they have a lot in common. They're connected. Um, but do, was it like a little nod to that when she looks at him when they're on those video screens and she's like, "Hey, be careful!" Or good she luck said, or "Good luck." I didn't know what that was in reference to. Maybe like, was that talking the Hawkeye thing? No, I was when when she said good luck. I took it as like whatever he was going to talk to Black Widow with because Black Widow's in such like a bad state at that yeah. point. Like, okay, good luck with her because she's a little crazy right now. I also got to say the updated Captain Marvel suit with the mohawk eye. The hair. It, don't don't change a thing. The Let her hair. be in that forever. The oh. red costume with the mohawk. And I'm the like the sash and the yes. hair. Mm. Yeah, yes. very very happy with that look. What are you gonna say, Joe? I was going to point out that the roadie theory kind of goes against some of the subtext that you guys were talking about. about yeah. Right. Marvel well, movie. I actually keep thinking there's like this. Like the hair. Can, yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> so loud. shave the side, shave the side, shave the side. <laughs> a putter with Valkyrie. They, yeah. uh. Yeah. I'm no, I'm, yeah. She, she needs to be with Maria. She needs to be with Maria. No, Valkyrie. Don't listen to Lisa. What were you going to say? You just went with Valkyrie so they could be on the flying horse. Yeah. Which, by the way, where did they come from? Asgard. (laughs) Asgard is gone. I'm fine with it. I was totally okay with it. So Norway has a secret supply of flying horses. Yes. Yes. Don't question it, Tina. Okay, cool. Too many questions. Well, Stephen, back to the question of seeing it the third time, what was your, uh, did you approach it differently? Yeah, I think just seeing it multiple times, you catch the, there's a lot of funny moments in the movie Mm -hmm. that people react to very loudly, then you immediately miss the next line the character says. Not like the tag? Yeah, so there's a lot of like catching lines that I missed, but I think this by the third time through, it's like, okay, what are all the details going on in the backgrounds or the little stuff that you normally miss, like Black Widow's necklace and stuff? Oh, yeah, like Thor sitting in the in the back of the room just, like, eating ice cream out of a tub. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice that. I saw it three times. Hulk, had, <laughs> Hulk had the biggest Benedict. I saw that one. Sure Hulk, Hulk is Hulk always flavor. Yeah, I mentioned For sure. in, in, in Infinity War. I'm sure that was the Hulk flavor. But there was... I, oh, yeah. The oh, Hulk, 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 yeah. 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 But yeah. in the diner, he has, like... A, a barrel of food. eggs. Yes. As like 12 people. Yeah. I noticed that, but there was one scene where they were like getting ready and like Thor's just bopping around because he's got headphones on when they're like I testing. Didn't, I didn't see the headphones the first oh, time, yeah. but the second time. Right. Did. And then I totally missed Thor in the background eating the ice cream. Like and he's that- just sitting there with like his gut and he's just like, everyone else is like trying to take notes and trying to figure everything out. And Thor's yeah. just like sitting there <laughs> shoveling ice cream. I felt mouth. like... We were talking about this before. It was so funny. <laughs> nobody nobody agrees with me, but when they went to see Thor in the town, I felt like that whole scene was a big fuck you to Aquaman. Oh! oh yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. the braided beard. He's in the fishing town. He's yep. drinking a lot. Yep, yep. It was like a Mad Magazine version of Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, it was. But even better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys uh, mentioned how family is braided throughout this whole thing. Um, so I, uh, it didn't hit me until you guys just said that, but, um, Valkyrie, I've, I've always had a, a hard time with her desperation to please Thanos, which obviously is a, is a theme. You mean, oh, Nebula. 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 Ne- Nebula. Nebula. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Valkyrie doesn't give a shit about sorry, that. I'm sorry. I've got, I've got the horse. The, the horses. Thank uh, you. Flying horses uh, in Norway. <laughs> so, but thank you. So Nebula, I'm like, what, why? But you're right with this family. She's desperate for that family. 
And so you can see why she is so desperate to please him. Mm-hmm. She's also not the favorite. Gamora was right. his right. favorite. Right. Which right. is why there, there's the whole scene going back to Family and Infinity War showing how Thanos found Gamora as a child. Yeah. We don't see that with Nebula. Yeah. And yeah. Ne- so Nebula is constantly like trying to please him so where she's cutting off parts of her body mm-hmm. to become more of what Thanos wants Right. It's be. very much in... It's very much... Um, cohesive with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So like I can't watch that scene and not see like the abuser in Thanos and so I was like, yep, I've treated people just like this. This is but they was, nailed it. Was Nebula taking off her like her well, own body part? Was, you know, yeah, that's failed. that's what I thought. Just, just to I, be I clear, you helped people like that. You haven't treated people like that. No, oh, right, right. Thank you. <laughs> you were like, treated clinically. Like, she's treated clinically. Clinically. <laughs> clinically. Yeah. Thank you, John. For the year, you're, like, you're like, I was watching Thanos as an abuser and I was like, yeah, I treat people like that. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm no, I'm a counselor. Sorry, folks. Sorry. That's yeah. weird. But it's, it's we amend uh, our former state. They flipped um, because time travel, the Gamora pre-Greek Guardians of the Galaxy, or yeah. The Gamora from before the movie Guardians of the Galaxy takes yeah. place is now the Gamora that'll be in Guardians 3. Right. Because right. they pulled her from the past. So her and Nebula's roles have flipped on right. Guardians, where Nebula will be with the Guardians and be like, this is my family. With Thor, hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, yes. definitely with yeah. Thor. Yeah, there's no the, way the, Thor isn't in Guardians well, 3. Well, I think the question would have been, is that going to be Taika Waititi's Thor 4 has Guardians in it, or does James Gunn's Guardians 3 have Thor in it? But now that James Gunn has been rehired, yeah, we talked I think about this. We're, we're looking at... Guardians at, with Thor. Guardians of the Galaxy is volume three as Guardians of the After Galaxy. After they fired James Gunn, we were like, oh, what are they going to do? Because they're still going to make a Guardians 3. And this was after Ragnarok came out, but before there were any rumors for a fourth Thor. And we were talking about, well, they'll probably give Guardians yeah. 3 to Taika. Right. Yeah. Then they filmed this movie after that, so that that's probably when they made the decision. And then they rehired James Gunn. So now it's like, okay, James Gunn could do Guardians 3, but Thor will be in it. And Taika will just do a fourth Thor movie. And they'll have to find a way to get Gamora back with the Guardian. Because right. And then, well, I think that's what the yeah. plot of yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's Quill looking for her. I right. think By the way, this is almost off topic, but every time uh, Taika Waititi's name is mentioned, I feel like I need to say this. He's playing IG-88 in The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, him playing any... Um, playing the robot bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back. awesome. Oh. The tall one, which is... And you should play it just like Quark. Hey, with, man, you go news... kill some Wookiees, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the the next one. My G-80, we've got guns, robot. Yeah. There's Boba a... Fett, he gets all the credit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that was a good point that, that both Renee and Lisa made, is that... This movie was about all kinds of families, even yeah. dysfunctional mm-hmm. families. Yeah. I mean, even at the end, Cap gets the family oh, he right, yeah. was denied yeah. by being the super soldier. Right. And I think it was interesting because they they touched on a lot of family moments with people who have died. So right, like mm-hmm. Thor and like his mom, and then Tony and his dad. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of cool how they were able to make that fit logically. Yeah, there, there was real closure for the emotional yeah. arcs of both of them for their entire thing was that Tony's whole arc is he was raised by a selfish parent and became a selfish adult. And through, especially through the first Iron Man, learns how to help people. But then in Avengers, Captain America says, you only fight for yourself. So he make it makes so much sense that he's the one that makes 
the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice. sacrifice. He's also the first one, so he ends it. I love, yeah. it was obvious, but I love that when he got the Infinity Stones, he said, I, I am, am Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah. It just, it the all first came time I circle. cheered, the second time I cried even harder yeah. when he yeah. said that. And with Cap, it was, it was, I mean, Cap's character has always been the man out of time, but in the comics, you never feel like he should go back. You never feel... You always feel like like Captain America has found his place in the modern world, right? And if if the Captain America from the comics went back to the forties, he'd be lost. He'd be like, "Wait, where's the technology? Let's get things moving." But this one was always about. I I think they didn't realize how strong the love story was between Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. because uh, I was reading an article that it was listing the characters that weren't in Endgame. And it was like down to like Martin Freeman wasn't in it and Vision wasn't in it. But they, they said Sharon uh, Sharon Carter wasn't in it. And she was in Oh, Civil his War. niece. Yeah, and the explanation was, the explanation was because nobody wants to see Sharon get together with Steve Rogers. Yeah, I think yeah. they tried it. And uh, I, even in the movie, I think she's in she Civil War and him, Winter Soldier. And yeah. everyone's kind of like, whoa. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's just, brother. yeah, it's too weird, you know? Well, so then... I don't know if this is uh, this is just kind of something that um, made me think. I just thought about it right now, but in the mo- in the beginning, where he's just really Cap is just like you have to move on. You have to move on. Yeah, you know, always mm-hmm. look on the bright side and move on. Well, maybe he realized through this is that a lot of the people that he's trying to coach to move on, they had an intimate relationship that they lost, but he never had that. Right. right. So mm-hmm. he got to go back and get that and see. That different sense of family. Yeah. By the way, the two people in that support group was one of the one of the Russos. Which I forget which one is Anthony, which one yeah. is Joe, and then uh, Jim Starlin is in the. Was he uh, the yeah. guy that kind of looked like Brian Azzarello? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bald I knew he was a writer. Of yeah, some, Jim Starlin, yeah. who okay. who created Thanos, created Drax, also killed Robin at, at DC. So All he's right. like a mage. He's like a, a comics legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just and he kn- I knew Captain Marvel. Right. Well, Did I was he like. Captain Marvel? Uh, he he killed least, Captain Marvel. He killed him, but he did most of the cosmic-y stuff with Captain Marvel. I don't know. Maybe he was Stan the, Lee He did. was the big cosmic-y guy in the yeah. 70s. Yeah, he just kind of had a, like, you know how you can tell someone's a comic book creator? In because some they're form? not an actor? <laughs> no, no, I didn't find, like, the acting was bad. I just thought, like, it was where did they find this guy? Right, this yeah. guy's, this He's guy's somebody. Who is, somebody. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? I know this guy. I know this guy. <laughs> That's like in Days of uh, Days of Future Past, where, like, Peter Dinklage is giving a tribunal to Len Wein and Clerks right. Claremont. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's nice. You put him in there. <laughs> I, I like it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. What did you guys think of uh, Cap's Hail Hydra moment? Oh, Wonderful. oh that was we'll awesome. That was oh, cool. when he gets on the elevator, it's the exact same yes. framing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's so great. I thought great. that was really cool. Well, and it's a year before that movie, so none of them suspect him. Well, it's- that's what's really awesome is this movie referenced every other Marvel yes. movie they've yeah. done so far. It just mm-hmm. perfectly is like a little nod to everything. And I think this idea of like... It's it's the same reason why we don't have a uh, a tag at the end of this movie for like a trailer for another. Is they're like this is it, guys. This is our uh, like a bookend. Right. You know, like, we are closing yeah. a chapter. We're not. This isn't a trailer for another movie like Age of Ultron. It's and almost all these like they're movies. closing multiple chapters. They right? are. Yeah. Like I know we're we're no longer in phase one, obviously, but it feels like 
it's we went all the way back to phase one and now everything's just well, which over. is interesting because that's ending, what the whole time loop thing is right yeah. it starts and, with and fire man it ends with fire man the ending sequence they were taking scenes from all the different movies when right they were accrediting the actors. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but the nice thing about it was going into it i was like they've been talking about this being the ending the ending for so long and i'm like yeah but they're making more movies this isn't going to be like the end of marvel is it no but they do it in a way it was it's, i think it's the end of the marvel we know it's it's several characters it's the end of so right. I, I well, feel like they that... wanted to coach us through, like there's Stephen a, was saying. There's the, like a rebranding a where they did yes. like phase one, phase two, phase three. Now those three phases are like the Infinity Saga. So that's kind mm-hmm. of it for this chapter. Now it's all new stuff. So no more Infinity Stones. Yep. No more, no more um, tying back to old movies. Hydra or anything. Hydra's stuff. over. It's everything at this point is going to be looking forward to doing new, new things. We're an uncharted yeah, territory. But I love the tone of this where Infinity War felt like uh, this is not an Avengers movie. This is a Marvel crossover. This yeah. is what a Marvel crossover feels like. And this felt like an eight-issue Marvel crossover. We were joking that that final battle is so big that if it was a comic, it would be three months late. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Jerome will peen there and somebody would be like, oh, fuck it! He's like, the giant man and Chitauri! Yeah. Speaking- but, but there was also that feeling at the very end, once they resolved everything, it felt like like a Bendis event where it's like, okay, we ended the story, but we're going to take half the issue to set up all the other books now. Right, but they didn't mm-hmm. set up anything else. They just no, closed nothing. everything else. No, I mean, they, they set up Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah that's and true. And we also see we, s- we see Peter go back to school, and we know right. Far From Home is the next thing that's well, happening. Well, I think that's the, that's the big thing that I took away from the film, aside from, like, very dry eyes from crying too much, um, was that... Normally, you leave a Marvel movie and you you know what's coming. Yes, we we know Spider Man's coming, and we have we know they're going to do another Black Panther. We know they're doing another Guardians, like all that stuff. But you actually don't know where we're going. We right. have no definitive. We haven't seen anything. Yeah, so we know like what they're of, making, but we yes, don't know what it's going to look. But we like. have no idea what it's going to look like. We have no idea what it's going to focus on, and it's just like I feel like we're at the beginning again. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think it's going to be. I know yes. it's gonna be. I know it's gonna be San Diego because uh, Spider Man yeah. will be out by the time San Diego. There'll probably be a panel where as many people that were in Endgame will come out just so people can love on them, and then Kevin Feige will just bring up a giant PowerPoint that has like five or six logos for the next few years because they have yeah. the dates mapped out, and it it could be literally anything. Although Ben, I think, has the best theory. Not only because I think it's really smart, but it's the one I want to see the most. Was we were talking about it, and we were like, "Well, what can beat Thanos? What, what's what's a bigger story mm-hmm. than Thanos and the Infinity Stones doing everything?" And he's like, "Well, they got Galactus. Galactus. Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> and they have Fantastic Four. So if yep. they can launch Fantastic Four successfully, yep. yeah, sky's the limit." And, and we've been could... we've been arguing about this, but I really think they're going to put Fantastic Four in somebody else's movie, like say Black Panther. Because that's where Black Panther came from. You like introduce yeah. them. Because like, the last movie tanked so hard. Well, yes, and do we, yes, do we Marvel need another origin of the Fantastic Four? No. Everybody knows where the Fantastic Four comes from. And we didn't get that from. with Spider-Man. Yeah. So, so I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be one of those scenes where, like, Shuri's like, oh, I we need an expert to study this. And then Reed Richards is just going to walk in, and the thing's going to be hanging in the back, being oh, annoying to everybody. Oh, you think they'll be the, you'll actually, they'll be transformed already. They'll be post-Cosmic yes. 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 That's, that's, oh, I that's what I'm thinking. We don't I we think don't need they'll introduce day. them in another movie, but they'll, they won't be the Fantastic Four yet. I, I disagree because they've done that origin twice. The first two right. Tim Stories movies did pretty well. They were a long time ago to the point where, People forgot that Chris Evans was Human Torch in those. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, 
tanked so hard that number one, everybody forgot it exists and wouldn't go near it. Yeah. So what I so I do not think they're going to do and they didn't the Fantastic do... Four going into space. I think it's yeah. going to be we have these characters; they're valuable. They go very well with Avengers, just like Spider Man and Civil War. It, that's hey, what here I was they are. Say. Yeah. He's and then when people go nuts for them, they'll be like, "Great!" Because yeah. here's a movie where they fight Doctor Doom for two hours. Well, I guess there there was that guy that was going to do that Doctor Doom movie, and Kevin yeah, the Feige guy, is the guy, talking with him. The guy created Legion. Yeah, going to make it for Fox, right? It and I guess one they, of like the X Men. It didn't get to the point where they had a script, I don't think, or they were they were still in very early pre pro. But then I've heard that Kevin Feige is like meeting with that guy, so they might still try to do a Doctor Doom origin movie mm-hmm. on its own. Although meeting with that guy. Uh, a lot of times is like, hey, we like what you were doing on that movie. We're not doing that movie, but here's some other characters we're going to use. What do you want to do with those? Right. So like when Taika, when Taika has meetings, that's what we were saying months ago. We we're like, well, he might be meeting about Guardians. He might be meeting about Thor. Right. So it's not always the director coming in going, uh, I pitched this and now we're going to make it. Yeah. And that's the fun thing. We... We literally don't know. And that was... Well, it's nice not knowing. Like, we don't know. We know they're going to make another Avengers movie. They make too much money not for them to do another one. But we have no clue what that roster is going to look like. I kind of feel like there's like a weight lifted off my shoulders after this. Like, we're done. Yeah. Well, it's nice. This is over. I'd be fine if they don't make Avengers for a while. If if they just make Black Panther and Doctor Strange, the Eternals is supposed to be coming. We're going to have more Spider-Man. Eventually, we'll have X-Men. I mean... We could be moving to where Marvel was in the 90s, where we're all about Spider-Man and X-Men, and Avengers are kind of in the background. We've had a Until lot of we Avengers. Need them. That's yeah. right. <laughs> then we had the Fantastic Four to do that. Yeah. I did have a question. Uh, how did Cap's shield break? Like, what's the yeah, reason? What is, what is so I guess the reasoning is that it's just like, uh, Space. it's not unbreakable in the yeah. MCU. It's unbreakable okay. on Earth, but... Thanos but was hitting Thanos. it with alien Thanos weapons, and Thanos okay. is crazy strong. So he's so it's like there's it's, it, he even it's, says it in Age of Ultron. He says it's the strongest metal on Earth. So yeah. it's like there's nothing on Earth that we've created that can destroy the shield. But maybe Thanos has, vibranium has, comes from space. Right. Maybe Thanos' sword is made out of vibranium, and that can is, cut it. You know, what is I mean? adamantium stronger than vibranium? Or like adamantium weaker? doesn't exist yet. In yeah. Okay. We well, don't if know. it did, and in, the, in the comics, Cap's shield is a mix of adamantium and vibranium. Yeah. Ah, okay. And they okay. couldn't say adamantium when they did the Captain America movie. Right, so. right. Mm-hmm. But me and Michael were talking, my brother, who's never been on the show, and he... <laughs> uh, he We've had, asked him. Get he, it together, he, Michael. He was like, how... Uh, um, Captain America goes back in time, and he has the hammer, and he has the infinity stones. And he's like, how does he get those to all back to where they're supposed to go? Half of those go into space. And it's like, well, he has the space stone, so presumably he can mm-hmm. travel in space with the space stone. And then he's like, okay, but how does he turn the space stone back into a cosmic cube? And me and John talked about this. He probably used the reality stone to change right. that back, and same thing with changing the scepter back. And then you just assume he did all that stuff at the right time, got everything back to where it was supposed to go, and that nothing... But then lived the rest of his life. You right. know what? That would be a very, very smart limited series for Marvel to do. Yeah, six well, issues of Cap returning the Infinity Stones. Right, and is that why he takes Mjolnir back? Like because he he's got to give it back to Thor. It has to go in back 14. to Thor. So in yeah. Dark World, he has yeah, yeah, it yeah. to kill Malekith. Yeah, let's. You know what? Let's talk about the trickiest part of it, which is the time travel. Because yeah, it's a little Wibbly, messy. Wobbly, it's a little, well, little it's like, sloppy. It, you, they it, had to do it, yeah. but they shouldn't have done it. And the chief reason that I had a problem with it is they take. Uh, everyone that got dusted 
gets brought back five years later, but they get brought back immediately after they were dusted. So to them, they lost five years, but no time has passed for them, but right. for us. Then Peter Parker goes back to high school and he meets his fat friend who's terrible. And that kid. Why is he terrible? Oh, yeah. Because we he's constantly home. throwing John, his secret identity out the window. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Okay. All right. John pointed it out. I've like, only seen it once. No, no, no. I agree. One thing I hate about Homecoming. John okay. pointed it out like two years ago. He's like, that kid sucks. I'm like, no, that kid's great. He's <laughs> yeah. like, rewatch Homecoming. And if you rewatch it and pay attention to what that kid does, he fucking sucks. That kid's a he's terrible friend. Always trying he's to use bad Peter's friend. secret identity to like make yeah. himself look cool. Okay. okay. That's Even fair. in Infinity War, we had this argument with Danny. Even in Infinity War, when Peter says, "Peter says there's a spaceship, cause a distraction." He's not causing a distraction. He panics. Yeah, mm-hmm. he immediately Which causes a distraction. We're all gonna die. All right, yeah. but anyway, so that kid, hate that kid, uh, <laughs> must have gotten dusted. I believe right. That. Yeah, but then we saw the trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home, and all the characters Spider-Man interacts with in the first Spider-Man Homecoming movie are. All alive and well and so homecoming. They all They're all dusted. still in class so together. All his yeah. friends, all his guys, they all got dusted. It was totally random, so it could have been. Totally random. <laughs> well, and that and that's a thing that got a little blurry. I'm like, wait, is this twenty nineteen? Is this twenty fourteen or is this twenty twenty three? The Marvel and movies all now di- all are gonna be five years in the future now. Yeah, that's weird. Spider Man Far From yeah, Home, it has to weird. take place five years in the future. Because but they're all still in high school. Cool. Because the they kids all got you got, they were the kids right. got dusted did. The whole that whole school just got dusted. No, you but, you, but you don't know it's the family. whole school. I mean, how is it if it was fifty percent of the planet, how yeah. is it that all four of his other family members got dusted? Right. right. But then the no one in Iron Man's got dusted. Right. Yeah. Well, right. I, I, I think it was like no, yeah, but I think it, it wasn't well, like happy. I think happy, happy wasn't dusted. No, but it wasn't like fifty fifty. Where like yes, okay, was, half of your family, half right. of my family. It was just half. Of it was Earth. random. Yeah, yeah. It was right. Totally random. So, so, so some I people took are, it as like chaos well, theory. and like oh well, you guys haven't seen like it. Like Aunt May might have been show, dusted, right? Aunt this May? is a spoiler for Aunt and the Wasp just to going into Endgame, yeah, but like, but the reason Scott was in the quantum realm was because um, Hank Pym and Hope and Michelle Pfeiffer were all. It, on Earth, trying to pull him back, and they all got dusted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he was like stranded. Right, right. So yeah, it didn't matter which relationships, but like, unless Far From Home is going to be like, look, guys, I know you're all supposed to be graduated by now, but you all got dusted, so you still have to take AP history. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that the thing really is that you got to kind of wonder what uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming is is the first movie after Endgame that's going to have Far to, From Home. Right. Is going to have to address. Uh, why? How the world looks and functions post. And Kevin Thanos. Feige said, "Far from home is the last Phase Three right. Marvel movie." So, um, we were talking about it, I think last week, and I was like, "Well, that just means they're not kicking off Phase Four with Spider Man." And Spider Man's still that gray area where Sony controls part of it. Right. And Sp- Spider Man being the character he is, that I'm like, fine, he'll just fight Mysterio for two hours. I don't need to know about Thanos and Infinity Stones and the Marvel Universe and a Spider Man mm-hmm. story, but. Now that we're talking about it, it could very well be an epilogue that explains some of these things. So isn't there a February 2020 film right. that's untitled? So that's well, going to be the first movie of the next phase? And we don't well, know what it's going to be. We don't know that it's going to be phases anymore, though. But here's oh. some safe bets. It's in February, so it's probably Black Panther 2. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, and Doctor and Strange. Black Panther was such a big movie, they might move that to summer. To no, summer. but I was oh, watching the... keep celebrating what it's about. Right. It purposefully and came out during Black History Month. Yeah, so the same reason uh, Captain Marvel came out on International, International Women's, Women's Day. Day. Right, yeah. and they moved... They moved that February 2020 date. 
it didn't used to be in February. Mm. They moved it after Black Panther came out. So it did really good in February. Then they're like, okay, make the next one in February. It fits the every other year or two year gap yeah. between yeah. the movies. So like Summer Doctor th- Strange. Summer two and summer three. Summer four. Like Doctor Strange is going to be four because oh, it came out in 2016. And there was a four year gap between Ragnarok and Thor the Dark World. Right. Mm-hmm. But those characters typically appear in other movies. So you can stretch out the yeah, gap. But there was a three bit. years for Ant-Man. There was three years for right. Typically Guardians. It's three. There was three years. Iron Man was weird because Iron Man was two and then. Right. Well, that right. was starting it too. So, but this next year is going to be probably Black Panther, Black Widow, and Doctor Strange because Guardians is still a ways off because of what happened with because he was fired, and right? Yeah. But now he's back, so it's like that'll probably be twenty twenty one. But you know what? I I push back on that too because my guess is some movie in there will be new. Where uh, whether yeah. it'll be like Shang Chi or Eternals. No, I think it'll be a character that we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen yet. Well, they do. They are keep talking about Eternals, and yeah, Shang Chi, I guess, is getting greenlit because they want to kind of shore up. Oh, there's no major Asian superhero yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm shocked we haven't gotten a Moon Knight yet. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like they're gonna have to go to four movies a year because there's too many properties ongoing at the same time to keep a three movie a year schedule well, going. Well, we've also got a bunch more shows coming on Disney. I mean, oh, the, the Netflix shows service. are done, but they're going to be replaced by bigger shows on Disney streaming. Right. Well, they lied to us with uh, uh, that Falcon Winter Soldier show is obviously now going to be a Captain America Winter Soldier show. Well, unless, unless like Sam's not ready and he's got he's Falcon with the shield. I was yeah. thinking which is about kind it. of what his cap but, was. But I was thinking like about a year this. one kind of thing, right? and that would be mm-hmm. cool to do because Falcon really hasn't done a lot. But I was thinking, Cap can throw the shield. He's really good at it, so it ricochets and he catches it. Falcon maybe can't do that, but then he's got that little drone can go get it for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, is, what is it? Red, Red, Red Wing? Wing. Yeah, yeah, he'll send that little drone after it. But I, I think, was, like, Cap, Falcon, that's cool. So. I was surprised that Cap picked Sam because both... You have been saying for years, Stephen. I like, told you that. You're like, Sebastian No one Stan. listens to me. Well, no, go, watch, go listen to old podcasts. I know what's I'm happening. explaining how I'm explaining how you were wrong. <laughs> for years you were like you're like Sebastian Stan signed to all these movies after after Avengers he's gonna be winner but Bucky's gonna be Cap Bucky's That's gonna what be I Cap too. and then Steve's like no Sam you're gonna be Cap and in the comics they have both been Cap right, right. so what if the show is about who's re- they don't get along they yeah. get along better now but they hated each other maybe maybe that show is about who's who will yield the shield yeah but- should they get a knife yeah, yes, a knife fight. <laughs> knife fight. But I, but I Mantis feel... likes that knife fight. <laughs> yes, she Please does. use knives. <laughs> also, did anybody else notice that in the fight scene, she put her hands together like a, a little weirdo, like, like a no, man, like a, a praying, praying mantis. mantis. Yes. Oh, is that she does yes. that in Infinity War? She does this, and then she like scoots across <laughs> the screen when they go to fight Thanos. I'm like, they just made her just crazy weird, and I love. Oh it. yeah, she's totally just weird. let her be bizarre. That's why she likes Drax? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I wanted to talk about this first, and we're running out of time. Um, in terms of expectations, I have never seen a movie cover spoilers so well, mm-hmm. ever. They, how did you feel when they killed Thanos in the first 10 minutes? I was entirely confused. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I think when they killed How Thanos is this going to be three hours? Like, what's I was going like, what's on? the rest of this movie going to be about? Exactly. So, but then I knew the time travel was coming because we've been talking about it for two years. So, uh, I think at some point I was like, well, there'll he'll have to travel through time too. But I, I think uh, completely got blindsided by stuff. And then I, I'd never experienced this in my life before. But you'd think we hit the ceiling 
in the movie several times. And every time I thought we hit the ceiling, they found a higher ceiling to hit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how much more can my little heart take? I'm like, <laughs> I can't handle this. It was like... Who um, else was emotionally drained at the end of this thing? Yeah, everyone. Raise your hand if you ever I felt emotionally attacked. Yeah, I did do a yeah. show after that. And I was like, I don't know. I had a Red Bull and I'm like, I don't know how I'm surviving. Yeah. I was so wiped emotionally. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it is a lot. As somebody who does everything in her power to squash her emotions down, um, <laughs> it was really rough. Like yeah. afterwards, like I was really excited to see it two times. And then leading up yesterday to going to see it the second time, I kind of was like, I almost wish we didn't have tickets because I don't know that I can do it again. <laughs> I had sweaty eyes. No, I, 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 I bawled my eyes out, which is I, I'm at the point now where I'm a grown man and I like that movies are dark. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just like constantly taking off my glasses. And, <laughs> and a lo- some of it were tears of joy because this. Oh, yeah. This movie. Uh, more than any superhero movie ever, and we've had, God, almost 100 now. If you add up every... Oh, right. right. Every 22 DC with movies, just Marvel. Yeah. If insane. you go back to, like, Christopher Reeve, we've yeah. had 100 superhero We have, like, 10 a year. Well, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of the characters that spoke to you, I mean, across, you know, uh, from X-Men to uh, Batman. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but this, this movie, if somebody who did, wasn't into comics asked me why I like comic books... I would say watch Avengers Endgame. This movie did every single thing that comic books does well. Yeah. Whereas uh, Avengers was like, oh my God, they took the characters from the comic and they are acting like they're in the comic and they're in a movie. Yeah. You know, uh, or Batman is like, oh, they got the atmosphere of the of Gotham. Uh, of Gotham City and most of the time the story is garbage, but they got the look right. <laughs> this This felt exactly like a comic. Exactly mm-hmm. with like... With like the sad character moments and the jokes and the continuity mentions and the crossovers and characters coming back and big, big action. And one of the things I loved about the battle was usually movies like this, when they end the big battle and a lot of franchises do, they, they it's either a war where you can't keep track of anybody. Like mm-hmm. um, the third Hobbit, which is awful. Third of it is just all over the place where people are just running up mountains and jumping off cliffs and smashing into each other and Billy Connolly's on a pig. It's just like <laughs> you, you can't follow it. This did – or X-Men 3. I remember when X-Men – Oh, my th- God. When X-Men 3 came out, I was like, oh, my God. This is just like a 90s comic because I cannot follow this fight. It's a lot of running None and jumping and Jumping and screaming and just – it just needed more pouches. Yeah. Right, right. This was – this knew exactly when to go. Here's a Here's the big – fight here's where we show the characters we haven't seen in a while here there's at least two separate fights of the big three fighting thanos mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then and then it's like here's the new characters fighting thanos here's characters fighting the henchmen you know uh when spider-man came in every time spider-man interacted with somebody like captain marvel or it was valkyrie hysterical. Oh, i loved it It was marvel team up it yeah. was, I was yeah, like, it was. It yeah. was like a 70s issue of marvel team up when he's riding the horse yeah or, just, or laying there he's like Hi, I'm Peter Parker, and and Captain Marvel's like, "Hello, Peter Parker." <laughs> <laughs> well, they wisely focused on the two main conflicts. You had people fighting Thanos, and you had the Gauntlet. Right. And yeah. That's what they focused on. It, one of those two was in every scene of that. You had the villain scene. and the MacGuffin. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that what they showed how it almost killed Hulk because 
that was a difference from the comic because in the Infinity Gauntlet book, which is great, everybody's putting that thing on. Everybody who comes near it puts it on, and they're like, now I have the Infinity Gauntlet. Right, and since then, everyone's, they've used the gauntlet dozens of times in the comics. Like, Cap uses the gauntlet in Infinity, and it doesn't like destroy you, no. but in the in the movie it does, which I think is good because it's like not yeah. everyone should be running around using this. And thing. it, it would mm-hmm. the stakes would have just been too crazy if every single character had all the power of the universe, right? And of course, that's what kills Tony. I think it it simplifies it in a way. It, it kind of because you have all the timey wimey stuff, it it gets a little chaotic. Yeah. But only limiting who can hold the gauntlet. That's a way to cl- make it a little bit more linear, a little bit mm-hmm. more concise, like. And then it builds up and goes back to your earlier point about like how Tony's going to make the ultimate sacrifice. So you're kind of, what got me about it was it resolves so much, but you also have like nails in coffins, right? Yeah. So you have like, there's going to be no more Tony, but then it builds up. But I don't know. It was just, like you said, a roller coaster where it's like, I'm happy with the outcomes and the resolutions, but I'm also incredibly sad but I'm looking forward to seeing new... So it's kind of like the Grimm. So you're going to be happy. You're going to You're yeah. going to suffer, but, but you're, you're going to be, be happy about it. About it. Yeah. It's exactly like the Grimm in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and going, in, going into this, I, I've been so frustrated because I knew Robert Downey Jr. was going to leave. I was, I was 50-50 on Chris Evans. I wasn't sure. Uh, but Robert Downey Jr., like I said, he's, he's feeling like he's aging out. And I was like, oh, this sucks because I'm never going to have Reed Richards and Tony Stark like working on something. Yeah. And the cool facial hair bros between him and Dr. Strange. Yeah, but we did have them. But they didn't say. At least no, they got they to interact. Say, they also didn't yeah. say No Shit Sherlock, and that was a meme. And they asked Kevin Feige, <laughs> yeah. they asked Kevin Feige why didn't they say No Shit Sherlock? And he went, because that's hacky. And I was All like, right. thank you. <laughs> but But the way this ended, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with it. And then I was walking out of it. I was like, you know, Civil War II is a terrible story. They killed Tony in that. I was like, I we've had Marvel universes with no Tony. Tony was a drunk when Rhodey was oh sure had the armor. It's like we can. I there was this feeling like we can move on from this. Well, actually, that's it's what not. I there's like. not going to be a hole in the middle of the Marvel universe. Right, there's a hole it's, in my heart. Right yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I do miss the uh, that there's some characters want to interact, but I'm assuming at some point everything kind of has to get rebooted anyway. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's like, whether yeah. that's 15 or 20 years or whatever yeah. from now, but it's like. Uh, they're doing such a good job. There's enough different characters that they can have interact where I'm not going to... I don't think we're going to miss it as much as we think we do because we don't know what's mm. coming. Well, maybe you if know? you stop missing it, you might not realize that Morgan has tinkered around in the garage enough and then she built the suit. That right. was yeah. one of our thoughts like, oh, are they going to make her Ironheart? But then you're taking right. it away from a female yeah. character of color. I really color. don't think they'll do that. And so I, There's a lot of talk about Ironheart because yeah. I, I think initially there was a lot of talk about War Machine... Well, becoming sure Iron Man, but I think Don Cheadle's not that much younger than Robert Downey Jr., so he might not want to do a bunch more of them. No. Maybe one more. And there's no like, there's no War Machine streaming show. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be Iron Man, but there's been a lot of talk about Riri Williams. And Riri Williams, if you don't know, is a character from Brian Michael Bendis' run, who honestly I don't like that much because she's basically Miles Morales again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She, uh, and she's an African-American teenage girl from Chicago. But we have who, Shuri. Uh, Tony was starting to... He was mentor, like mentoring, and, and then and then suit. they killed him off, and then she became Iron Man. At the same time, Doctor Doom became Iron Man, and that whole run fell apart. So I think she's an interesting character, but I I just think like Bendis had already done that with Miles Morales, and he's right. like, yeah, but not Miles Morales is a girl in Iron Man. Um, I kind of would ra- rather see more Rhodey, but I can understand why Ironheart might be a way to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's also talk about a uh, Ms. Marvel 
movies and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Come oh, on. I'd be on board for yeah. that. I'm not totally on board with that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Well, and I think that's what's nice is that the next phase or whatever this is going to look like, it's going to be a lot more diverse mm-hmm. for better or worse because you're always going to get these like trolls that try to tank Black Panther's ratings before it comes out and stuff like this. Yeah, but let them try. Yeah, but at this point, it's like you've got uh, it's not it's not working. You know, right. it's like they tried to tank Captain Marvel and it's making but bananas there were, pe- there were money. people that were saying like, why do they gender switch Captain Marvel? I was like. First of all, they did that 10 years ago in the comic. Right. Second of all, Carol Danvers has been in the comic longer than you've been alive. I know that. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, It's the epitome. Like, why, the why is this character who's now. older than me existing now? Yeah. And the world we live in now is different. And yeah. we're, all, we're all more connected globally and everything. So, I mean, it, it speaks to where we are as a society. A society. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the epitome Global of the, the guy is the... Uh, I've been reading Jason Aaron's run on Thor since he's relaunched it, and it's mm. been probably the second greatest Thor run of all time next to Simonson's. Yeah. And he kills, or he doesn't kill Thor, but he gives the hammer to Jane Foster. And a customer came into the store years ago, and he's like, oh, this fucking, what, you know, making a Thor a woman, like, this is bullshit, what is this? And I'm like, oh, well, you should actually read the book. It's actually really good. He's like, I haven't read Thor in years. Yeah, and it's plug. like, oh, you weren't even reading the book? And you're upset that they changed the book you weren't yeah. reading? Yeah, you're, just looking you. to, you're just looking to yell at a stranger. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he was a fraud. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, what else can you do to him? Loki it's, was a woman five years before that. And no one cared. It's, I got a figure of both of them as women. Yeah. And, and not uh, only that, but at the end of the day, Disney's a business. And they're going to act in ways that makes them money. And if... Making movies that do well in China or do well in, in the huge yeah. market of Africa or wherever else they want to sell Marvel movies, if that's what they have to do to make that money, yeah, they're going to go mm-hmm. after those markets. They're going to have characters who reflect the demographics of the people yeah. who read comics, and those demographics have greatly expanded since the, the days when it was just a, a bunch of nerdy white guys reading comics. Yeah, yeah, and nobody wants to make a movie that only nerdy white guys are going to see because there's way many more people. I mean, comics comics are surviving, but they'll sell 100,000 copies to mostly nerdy white guys and mm-hmm. some people of color and some women. Um, you know, this Endgame has already made a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. Which means hundreds of millions of people have gone to see it. And it hasn't even been out a week yet. No. Yeah. This, this is opening weekend. Like, think it's, about it's that. It's opening weekend, and it made more money than Spider-Man Homecoming made in its entire theatrical run. That's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just about uh, taking inflation into consideration. It's like, right, if this is all adjusted. Mm-hmm. How right. many screens is it on? Right. Homecoming was only two years ago. Well, well they said so, people are adding, they were adding showtimes yeah. as the... It was selling out on when I a month when ago. I went to buy the tickets for Thursday night. Um, the theater by us was literally playing it like every fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, there are so movie like theaters. I can't even fathom like how many. And this is in what Crestwood, Illinois. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what like downtown. There New are York, movie theaters LA. that have gone twenty four hours for this. Yeah, yeah. my Which buddy never uh, John uh, Cavalone, uh He saw it at like three in the morning. Oh, on God. Friday morning because he couldn't get a ticket. People were scalping Friday tickets. They were right. going for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it's online. Insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I do think it, you know, we'll see what it ends up doing, but it's like, this is going to be gigantic. They said on Thursday, it was on pace to triple what the opening for Infinity War did. That's oh insane, you know? Yeah. So, so this might be, it might be the biggest movie of all time. So at Christmas this year, 
we have Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which is the final part of the Ray trilogy. It's the final Star Wars movie that we know we're getting. Uh, every Star Wars movie has beaten every Marvel movie. This Force one, Awakens. I don't think will. Yeah, maybe not Solo. So you think this is the turning? I think it turns only because, and I didn't think this initially, but then you brought up an interesting point. I don't know when we were talking about this, but there's been more Marvel Cinematic Universe movies than Star Wars movies, and they did it in ten or eleven years. Yeah, there's twenty two Marvel movies. There's eleven Star Wars movies. They've done it in a third of the time. And also, Marvel has never made a movie as bad as The Phantom Menace. Right. <laughs> Thor Dark World is the worst movie, and it's maybe as bad as Attack of the Clones. I like Dark World. I, yeah, I, I like I, it. It's, it's, because and Loki it's still, is so it's the funny. Worst. It, but it's Loki. So Loki Loki's makes, best yeah. movie. Well, like, Dark Loki's World is like moments. at the bottom of my list, but the bottom of my list at Marvel movies is still the top of my list of movies. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'll, I won't watch like... Um, um, like a new movie I haven't seen because I'm like, nah, I'll just watch Ragnarok again. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, I'm remember, just going to go back to these. There's so many now. I remember when Wonder Woman came out and everybody was raving. They were like, it's it's good. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. It's an A like, for it's DC. It's good for a DC. Yeah, and I was it's like, a C for a Marvel. Yeah, I was like, it's Thor good. Yeah. yeah. And I was yep. like, pre-Ragnarok. Uh-huh. Like, it was a decent movie. I mean, well, that third act's insane. Yeah, and DC, I mean, DC has made great movies in the past. Like, that, the Richard Donner, Christopher Reeve movie holds up. Uh, the Nolan trilogy, they've made good movies. And they're getting better, but... They're not there yet. They're not they're, there they're, yet. They're doing their best. <laughs> Are trying. they, though? Are I, they, well, though? Who at DC is going to go see Endgame and not be like, well, I'm, we're done. Just give up. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? But isn't that... No, I feel like they are delusional enough that they'll be like, oh, we can do it better. Well, and it's going to be horrible. Hasn't that wait, been wait. their entire publishing history? Back yeah. to They've Joe's always point, been McDonald's and Burger King. The difference is DC is still marketing to white guys. But I wouldn't say nerdy white guys. No, Part bros, of it's in there. Bros. They're marketing exclusively bros. to bros. Um, metal, mm. You have fun with Look that. Look at Aquaman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a thug. Although she, she's and a, Venom, which she, who, who even saw that movie? Venom's not DC. That's Marvel. Venom did so good <laughs> in theaters. It's another bro movie. Oh, really? It did so good though. Wait, 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 wait. Spider-Man's doppelganger is not DC. <laughs> <laughs> brain fart it's it's to the bros shazam, bro shazam was a big step in the right direction and i definitely recommend that i was surprised by how much i enjoyed you can see them the inching away that. from batman taking yeah baby yeah, yeah. Like, it's everything every post wonder batman. woman has been a step in the right direction yeah aquaman was a step in the right direction wonder woman was a step in the right direction uh shazam, shazam. was i want to see this matt reeves batman movie i don't know what it's gonna be but man those planet i don't know the... if they know what it's gonna be they're idiots <laughs> yeah. i can't figure it those out those planet of the apes movies were really good the new ones yeah i like them he direct, they're really the good the guy who directed the last two is doing a solo batman movie oh that joker movie looks interesting i mean I'm they're doing really thrilled about that they're doing interesting things but it's ne- they're not going to get to this level this is this is a cinematic perfect storm masterpiece yeah i like, actually it's actually when you really just kind of lay out what they did and break it down it's kind of insane <laughs> that they pulled it off yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, like, it, no way, it should not have worked. There's this no was way not that, planned. There's no way they thought about this scope when they made the first Avengers. No. Thanos was he was a Thanos was a favorite of Joss Whedon. He was like, "Hey, what if Thanos is in it?" And they're like, "I, I guess don't Joss know." Joss Whedon had to like, fight to get Thanos yeah. in that movie, and this came out of that. So it's yep. kind of like post this. Mm-hmm. What are they doing that's actually planned out now? Yeah, and then that was all retroactive. They were like, "The Cosmic Cube is was established in Captain America for years." And they're right. like, "What if it's an Infinity Gem?" Like, right? Because in the books, they're gems, and right, right. It, 
it's so amazing that it feels like it was all planned, and that's because every time they made a decision, they happened to improvised. make the right decision. I think people don't understand probably how to the scope of how much it's improvised. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when they were making Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, yeah, just stick Thanos in there. We got to keep this thread going. It's yeah. like, I don't think they had it all together, but now they're planning so far into the future. It's like, it's kind of like that hopefully won't backfire in them. You know, they won't lose whatever that spontaneity was that got them to right. this Right, well, point. you know what? Every Pixar makes a Cars 2 eventually. Right, and that's yeah. what's kind of crazy. It's like, wh- how, how have none of these, like, bombed yet? It's yeah. 22 well, films, they and they're a, all... They have a good mix of having one person holding the reins. Yeah, that's Kevin true. Feige. Jeff Johns is supposed to be that guy for DC, but they won't let him do I don't, anything. I don't think anyone's listening to him. <laughs> you know? We're starting to get there, though, that Shazam felt a little more like Jeff Johns. Yeah. All right, before this devolves into DC movies suck... <laughs> <laughs> Which Aren't we already like there? We always end up every there. Every third podcast is. It's kind of the subtitle of the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, to be fair, if they didn't suck, it wouldn't be something we talk about. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's this is true. That's true. That, <laughs> that's one thing we all can agree on. Yes. We also don't talk about why there's so many image movies. <laughs> because yeah. it doesn't happen. Because it does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Ba-dum, well, uh, if you want to let us know what you thought, I'm assuming you went to see it because it made a billion dollars and it's we'll, we have about six hours left before all the spoiler memes hit the internet. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can let us know. You can follow me at Not On My Book on Instagram and Twitter. That is the official Caffeinated Comics social feed. You can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics, where we post all the news and let you know when the next episode is out. How do we follow everybody else? Lisa. I'm on Instagram at Queen Elizabeth. I am also on Instagram at Timey Wimey Gal. I am on Twitter, ZenMasterGuy. <laughs> Renee shakes her head. And Renee yeah. shakes her head. Renee's on, Jason. Renee's on Facebook and doesn't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, I am on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan, and you can follow the show on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And we will have a show next week. God knows what it will be about. Yeah. <laughs>